Minnesota Representative Paul Marquardt. Welcome back to Point of View. Governor Walls released his budget today and has actually sort of, I guess, reform education in Minnesota plan yesterday. So we want to touch on both of those quickly for our audience just to share with them your stature in the legislature, because with this budget, it looks like you're, you're going to be busy. You're the chair of the House Tax Committee. You also sit in the Education Finance Committee. Let's bring it a little bit closer to home uh, for the people watching that here in greater Minnesota. What what are the highlights of the best pieces of this budget? You bet. Well, it's Governor Wall's uh, COVID-19 recovery bill. That's what he's calling it, his budget. And one of the main components is a focus on education. And uh, we know that through hybrid learning and distance learning that students are falling behind in this COVID-19. And so what he does with that is, first of all, prioritizes in-person learning. We know that's best. He's putting a lot of money into summer school, what you and I would call summer school back in the day, but it's allowing students to catch up. And he's also putting a lot of new investments into mental health, which we know is hitting folks. In the budget he released today, uh, he's increasing some money just generally to the formula, but he's targeting a lot of money to mental health, but also uh, to property tax relief. So uh, he's giving a lot of money to more property tax poor districts, especially out here in rural Minnesota, that will provide more state funding and less local property tax dollars. But the bottom line is, let's get these kids caught up. Uh, let's put those resources into those areas that we know are going to get kids back on track. There seems to be some misinformation or maybe lack of clarity. So are, are most schools in Minnesota open now to in-person learning? I would say most of them are, and it's really been pretty much a local decision for the most part. And, you know, because of what each school faces, um, I know elementaries, for the most part, especially in this area in rural Minnesota, have been in person from the start. It's been in the middle school and the high schools that have been primarily either a hybrid, where half the students are in front of you and half um, in front of you on a computer screen, or complete distance learning where everyone's on a computer screen. So uh, we've been in person for all the elementaries, and, and now we're going especially at least hybrid in the middle of the high schools in this area. Great. We're going to get into education bit in a moment here. But one other thing that came up today that I thought was interesting is that um, you and I have talked about this in the past where Governor Walls was proposing $150 million to help restore the businesses in Minneapolis and St. Paul due to the riots. People in greater Minnesota are saying, wait a second, why am I going to spend money to rebuild these businesses? I just want to get your take on that fund. Minneapolis and St. Paul are the economic drivers of the state. Uh, there's no doubt that rural Minnesota benefits uh, when Minneapolis, St. Paul, their economic engines are working. Now, uh, he's proposing $150, $150 million. This would go to private businesses, small businesses and private property. And here's my take on this, is that we have helped other businesses that have been hit with fires or whatever that might be. And here we have business owners in Minneapolis who, through no fault of their own, saw their businesses destroyed. And I, I don't have, I don't know if it's going to be $150 million, but I do think the state has an obligation, like we've helped other businesses in times like this, uh, to help rebuild when what's happened to them was not their fault. And yet some of them lost their entire livelihoods, their entire businesses uh, in a single night or two now. 
we can sit and talk about, you know, you know, was the governor or the mayor of Minneapolis too late to get, I mean, we can discuss all that, but to me, that's not the issue. It's the fact that these businesses through no fault of their own have been destroyed. And I think we owe them to help build that up, get them back on their feet. Last question for you, sir. And that is, this is some of his budget, $745 million to increase uh, education for, it looks like early learning through 12, uh, $300 million for the general fund formula, and not nearly as much for small businesses. I guess what, what, the question I have for you that I'm getting from some people is, can you give any example across the nation at this point where more spending in education has created better outcomes? Oh, I agree with that. I, I, don't, I don't agree with just more spending should equal outcomes. When I was the education finance chair about five or six years ago, we put something in the world's best workforce where uh, schools had to show what they were doing with the money. It made a lot more accountable. They had to show where they were getting to all these performance and outcomes. So no, I, I think it has to be targeted. And I think that's why a one size fits all doesn't work. We have to work on mental health. We have to work on uh, this achievement gap, which means if that means more dollars or more specific strategies that need to change in schools that aren't performing, I think we need to do that, but it can't be a one size fits all. It has to be strategic, results driven, and outcome based. Representative Paul Marquardt, I always appreciate your time and insight. You you should have some interesting times with this budget. A lot of money coming at you. So thank you, sir. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. Stay with us when we come back. We're going to be wrapping things up here on Point of View. As always, we love to hear from you. So please email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.